Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Streetwise Theology Out of the Ivory Tower and Back into the Hands of the Invisible Church Are you interested in Christian education? Would you like to learn how to be a Christian teacher or how to run your very own Christian school with success? The GCS Apprenticeship Program can help. Learn more on our website at gcsapprenticeship.com. Thanks for listening to Streetwise Theology. My name is Luke Saint, and today I'm going to be talking about something I have addressed a couple times before on some recent podcasts, but haven't but I have not delved more deeply into it um, in any sort of specific podcast. I want to address the question that I think it's in the back of almost every Christian's mind. It's got to be in the back of every Christian's mind by now. Uh, Namely, why are Christian movies so lame? Recently, a movie came out called I Can Only Imagine, which is a story about the writer uh, of the song I Can Only Imagine, uh, the band was Mercy Me. It was a very popular song about 12 years ago, even hitting secular radio and, and uh, topping some charts. This, the movie is, uh, you know, while it's a true story, uh, you know, people are coming back with reviews like, it wasn't that bad. You know, it was, it was okay. It was pretty good. Some people, you know, who are people who are into that thing, you know, that's like, oh, this movie was great. It was awesome. Uh, people who are just, you know, have uh, a normal standard of what makes a good movie come back saying, eh. Now, speaking on the topic of Christian movies and popular Christian movies, uh, for that matter, you know, let alone the the Billy Graham nonsense that came out years ago, um, I, I ask people whenever I get into the discussion, uh, this discussion, I ask people this question. Okay, I'm going to describe to you a plot, and I want you to tell me the name of the movie. And I describe this. I say um, a spouse gets saved, becomes a believer, and then spends the rest of the movie trying to save the other spouse with a cast of quirky but uh, wise friends, and through several mishaps and some serious situations, they pull it together, and the spouse gets saved, and, saved, and you know, everything kind of falls into place, kind of falls into place. And people, you know, they, they usually say fireproof, but then, you know, I, obviously it's a trick. The whole thing has been a trick. So I just say, no, I'm describing War Room. And for the people who say War Room, I say, no, I'm describing Fireproof because it's the same stinking movie. They came out within seven or eight years of each other. Uh, Fireproof was 2008 and War Room was 2015. But it's the same movie. They just they switched the spouse roles pretty much. It's the same plot. It's the same outcome. It's the same result. And, and this is made by a lot of the same people. And this, these are two of the most popular Christian movies that have come out within the past 20 years. You have uh, Facing the Giants. You have Courageous. Um, you know, you got uh, all, the, all these other movies that pretty much center around somebody getting saved. Um, it, these movies, they for some reason, it's like finding your faith every single time. This, uh, my, my, my struggle with the standard of Christian movies... Uh, is crystallized with with Fireproof and War Room, and the, the fact that they're the same movie just with different people, and this is this is what we've come to expect. This is what we have to accept from the Christians, and as far as filmmaking goes, it, it's uh, frankly it's pathetic. You know, the the my I get into an argument with my dad about this all the time, 
all the time. And uh, my, my point is, whenever I, we get into this argument, my, I, always come, I always come away saying, look, the pagans are making better movies than the Christians by accident than the Christians uh, are making on purpose. The themes that, that a lot of pagan movies come out with, are, you know, they, they make you think, they make you stop and think, they, they crystallize philosophical questions. And they phrase it in, in a certain way, in, in the way that they communicate it to you. It's, it's, frankly, it's art. And this, a lot of it is by accident. They don't even know they're doing it. Uh, I, I, you know, they're being artistic by accident. I'm not sure if that's possible, but it seems to be, as far as the pagans are concerned, Christians spend thousands and thousands of dollars, and all they can come out with is, is the same crap over and over again, just with different names and different actors. Why does this keep happening? Why do we keep getting the same themes in Christian movies over and over again, the safe, family-friendly slop that keeps getting thrown up and we have to accept it just because it's a Christian movie and we know somebody who's acted in it? This is a similar struggle with Christian music, frankly. I believe the problem with Christian movies, and when we ask the question, why are Christian movies so lame? I I, I believe the answer um, lies in several points. Okay, and so number one, uh, talking about when I refer to, refer to they, I'm talking about the audience of the Christian movies who you know celebrates the subpar entertainment and the people who make the movies themselves. Number one, it's not a Christian movie until someone gets saved. This is very frustrating to me because you read in the Bible, oftentimes the most entertaining parts is not about somebody getting saved. Um, and, and a lot of the most entertaining stories you hear in life um, you know, when you're sitting around talking with people, you're not necessarily entertained by the thought of somebody getting saved. It, it doesn't really have to do with entertainment. Uh, entertainment is might be a, a side effect or, um, you know, it might be peripheral to the fact that somebody got saved. Uh, the fact that somebody gets saved is something we should be rejoicing at, um, and, and it is a good thing. But it's not necessarily entertaining, you know. And when you make a movie and you you say, okay, listen, we're going to make a movie about such and such a subject, and we're going to try and force this this salvation theme in on it, um, I I think that comes across as very unnatural and, and frankly, a lot of times unrealistic. In in most uh, interactions in life, you come away and the person's not saved at all. Uh, Especially in uh, American Christianity, what you see is people walking away from the faith. For these people who make these movies, they're always trying to work in somebody getting saved at cost to the movie. My message is, hey, you know, not everyone has to get saved. It doesn't have to be about somebody getting saved. You know, that when you're making a good story, uh, when you're trying to tell, communicate a good story, most of the time it doesn't involve somebody getting saved. And, and, and almost every single one of these films, somebody has to get saved. And, and that is just not a part of of an entertaining movie most of the time. Number two, the plot is centered around a Sunday school faith. We're not very, a lot of times we're not dealing with complex issues or complex questions or philosophical, you know, especially when they're, you know, dramas, you know, we're not dealing with like tough philosophical things here. We're just talking about tough situations and how to deal with that. And, and we have this, you know, you just keep marching on and, you know, even though you get down, keep your good faith, you know, and it is positive, encouraging message. Uh, and, and a lot of times that's just boring. That is just so boring. 
And, and, and frankly, a lot of it's unrealistic because when you watch these movies, people respond in a way that's very much unrealistic to, to you know, faith and, and to these uh, scenarios. The, the people are so unrealistic. You know, uh, when I'm going through this list, uh, I'm not going to include the fact that, you know, the Christian movies, whenever they make movies, they don't have any money to pay for real actors. They, you know, that, that's not their fault. Um, and that's not something that they can really control. But they can control, um, you know, comp- whether or not we put uh, talk about and deal with complex issues. Uh, most of the time, it's just it, I feel like I'm watching a Sunday school lesson. Um, you know, I'd, I'd rather, frankly, watch the flannel board. Um, with people putting the the images of the sheep and the shepherd and the sunrise and the moon and all that kind of stuff on the flannel board. That, to me, is more entertaining. Um, because, frankly, even that's centered around telling a good story. Uh, these are these themes mostly, most of the time, are not. And we and we have what we have as a result is this very uh, immature faith that. Frankly, I mean, the, the movie makers are just like this, like trying to put the gospel into a movie and try and save as many people through this medium as we possibly can. It's not entertaining. Number three, they only find beauty in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, the people who make these movies, uh, they can't find beauty in the Old Testament. It's just impossible for them. They can't. They they can't do it. There's so many themes, so many complex themes, so many complex characters and questions and and answers and 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 stories in the Old Testament that you could just totally take and make wonderful movies about. I mean, look look at the Book of Proverbs. You could make a movie about every single proverb that's that that's in that book. Uh, let alone Ecclesiastes. Yeah, there are so many good themes. And, and complex thoughts and 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 plots in the Old Testament that are just waiting to be threshed out. They're just waiting for it, but the Christians don't because they can't find beauty in it. They can't find application. They're Sunday school Christians, so they can only find beauty in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So that's why the movies reflect those books. The movies reflect a salvation message. If you you know uh, you know raise your raise your hand and and it's pretty much like an, it feels more like an altar call. If these Christians would learn how to find beauty in the Old Testament and frankly the whole Bible, I believe it would open up many opportunities in which to communicate biblical themes and biblical truth. That is not limited to four books of the Bible. If they could just find beauty in all of the Bible, because it's there, there are many themes and stories waiting to be um, utilized in the medium of film in the Bible. That that only I, I've even seen pagans do it. Um, for example, uh, at the beginning of the Cohen Brothers film True Grit. At the beginning, it says, the wicked flee when none pursue, Proverbs 28.1. And around that, that verse, the, uh, there's, this, there's this theme throughout the movie of the, the villain, the antagonist, fleeing when no one has pursued him. You have that in the back of your mind pretty much the whole film because the, the proverb set off the tone and the mood. And that was, that was just a, such a wonderful thing. Nobody got saved, and it wasn't about overcoming tough obstacles with your faith. Another great film, uh, one of the best intros to any movie that I have ever seen, 
was in the movie Secretariat, where where they took uh, a passage from Job that they just talked about the horse, and and they they put uh, a visual image to uh, the the words in Job where it talks about the horse, how he is unafraid, he's ready for battle, he's fearless, you know, uh, and and that was just such a blessing to me because when I saw that, because because it, it really helped me realize the beauty of that passage. Um, Job. Sometimes reading in black and white letters doesn't help you appreciate it. But if you watch that intro and you hear her talking with the music and the and you actually see the horses, you can you can walk away from the scene going, yeah, yeah, anyway, anyway, horses are pretty great, and those are words from God talking about how great the horse is. That movie has helped me appreciate that passage in Job, um, in in a new in a new way that it would have been harder to do if I was just reading it in the Bible. That's one of the benefits of movies. It helps you appreciate scriptures in new ways because it takes it out of the black and white and puts it in real life for you. And it helps you see it in in a, a light that is more applicable. That should be one of the benefits, but frankly, it's not because we just keep hearing about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now, this last point right, I'm going to hear uh, say right now uh, is probably the most controversial, but I believe it's true. And I've kind of been doing this whole podcast with this in mind. The makers of these movies are trying to preach. They're not trying to entertain. That that you know they they are sacrificing the story so that they can preach. Now, this this is when it becomes a little controversial because you have to start. You have to ask the question: Why are we making this movie in the first place? Why are movies made in the first place? Okay. I submit to you this point: that if a movie sacrifices its entertaining value so that it can preach, I, I think that's a bad thing. I, I really do. Um, I, I think that's bad um, because a movie at the end of the day is art. And when you sacrifice the art for the message, then the message is also sacrificed. Because when you're trying to communicate a good message, you need art to communicate it. And when you're trying to communicate art and you try to uh, take away from the art so you can do a good message, both of them come across as bad. That's what makes uh, you know, a director and actors and you know all these things. That, that's what makes a good art, a director and, and actors because they take the message and they add art to it to make it entertaining so that we can appreciate it more. You know, If I take a piece of paper and I just record myself writing out the, the book of Matthew, you can say, wow, that's a great Christian movie. Why? Because it had a great message. Well, he just stood there and, and wrote on a piece of paper. Well, you know, uh, you know, as long as the message is good, then it's a good movie to me. I submit to you that that is not true. If you want to do a good message, then go street preaching or go to church. Movies are about communicating messages with good art. Art has to be the prime mover in this, in movies. Because otherwise, you're just preaching. Just record yourself preaching. What's the difference? If you don't have good art behind the message, then the message suffers. They both suffer. The art suffers and the message suffers. I, I heard one guy say that once. He said that it's not a Christian movie until you mention actually mention the name of Christ. I, I believe that is so not true. How many biblical passages can you can you make a movie out of where, where Christ is not even mentioned? Look at the story of Ruth, for Pete's sakes. Just make that story. You don't even have to you don't even have to uh, mention God, and it's a Christian movie. 
If you're trying to make a movie, the first priority should be, is this entertaining? That's the number one priority. Are we entertaining in a godly way? Is this movie going to be entertaining to the audience in a way that pleases the Lord? It doesn't have to be, we need to preach to these unsaved people and get them saved, and we're going to use this movie to do it. It doesn't have to be that every single time. You know, when, when, you're, when you're a child, and even when you're a teenager, and you're going to bed, and you say, Daddy, read me a story, and he says, okay, we're going to read Luke chapter 4. Oh, Dad, I was hoping you'd read the, the one about where the knight storms the castle and saves the damsel and fights off the dragon. Well, that's not a, a you know, it doesn't, doesn't really, you know, it doesn't have a good message. You know, it doesn't mention the Lord and, you know, it's not a Bible story. So, you know, I'm not going to read that one to you. You know, the, every movie has to be entertaining before it preaches a message. It has to be because if it doesn't, then the message also suffers. The message becomes worthless because the art is what sells the message and gives us the message in a way that is entertaining, in a way that hits us, the way that strikes us. I've seen so many movies where I didn't even know it was happening, where the message was being given to me and I was completely unaware because I was so involved in the movie and only in retrospect did I realize what was going on. That's a good message. I believe if you want to make a Christian movie and you want to, and you want to preach before you entertain, I, I believe that's okay. That's fine. It's just going to be lame. The movie's going to be lame. And you have to ask yourself, why am I making this movie in the first place if I'm just trying to preach to everybody? If you can't sell the movie with good art, then don't make the movie at all. Christian movies today are lame because of the points that I just stated. Namely, they always have to involve somebody getting saved. The plot is centered around a Sunday school faith. They only find beauty in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And they're trying to preach at cost to the art. We don't make movies to preach to people. That's what Hollywood does. They sacrifice their art for the message. Most of the movies that come out now, the 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 message, the art is sacrificed because they're trying to preach at us. They're trying to pre preach their feminist, uh, Marxist, um, homosexual agendas down our throats all the time, and the movies are crap as a result. They're awful. That's what the pagans do. They sacrifice the art for the message. Not the Christians. We should not be doing that. We should be the ones leading the art. We have the Bible as an example, without which we wouldn't have art in the first place. We should be the ones right at the front of the line. But we're not. Because we don't know what good art is in the first place. We can't find art all over the new uh, the Old Testament. There's art everywhere. There's beauty everywhere all over the Bible, but we can't find it. Maybe they should watch their own movies and 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 utilize the faith that they preach all the time when it comes to the Bible because they're not doing it when it comes to making their movies. Before I wrap this up, let me recommend at least two films for you to watch that have Christian themes and have characters in there that uh, you know that that make you wrestle with with complex thoughts 
um, and you and you walk away thinking about scripture and how to apply it and what would I do if that was in that situation and you know uh, you know how does the Bible work into this? You can't help but think that when you when you walk away from these, that's a Christian movie. It makes you wrestle with with theological and philosophical questions. That's a good movie. Now both of these are gritty movies. Objectively, are are they God honoring movies? That's a good question. Watch it and you let me know. These movies have no sexual content and I would not recommend them if they did. The first one is a movie with Bill Paxton and Billy Bob Thornton called uh, A Simple Plan. The movie is so uh, effective in its delivery that there was actually a band that named themselves A Simple Plan just because the movie was so great. But if you are a Christian, this movie will be very entertaining to you. And it's a drama. The second movie is called Gone Baby Gone, which, which, which forces you to wrestle with, with tough theological questions. Now, for most pagans, they won't do it. But since you're a Christian, you have the word of God. You have, you know, a re- you have the answers that this, the, the questions that uh, this movie poses. It's called Gone Baby Gone. Very gritty. Very, um, it, it's a very serious movie. It's a very uh, mature movie. I would not recommend this movie to any children, obviously. But if you watch these movies, and and there there are many other movies like these. They are they are entertaining first, and they preach to you second. But because of that, the message hits you harder rather than someone just communicating it to to you, uh, explaining the movie, or just you know actually having a conversation with you. They display the message with greater impact because the art is so good. Until Christians can learn to find beauty in all of Scripture and learn to apply it and utilize the faith that they're trying to preach to everybody else, they will continue to be lame because they are prioritizing message over art and they can't even tell the difference between the two. Thanks for listening, my friends. Be strong and courageous. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Streetwise Theology. Brought to you by the Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society and Reconstructionist Radio. Please visit ReconstructionistRadio.com and thinkandreform.org. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts, where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom.